0: What's up, Biscuit fans? Welcome to this great episode of the Shrewsbury Biscuit. Um, I thought I'd say a few words before we get into this episode. Um, I'm going to dedicate this episode to uh, a a good friend of of Shrewsbury's, um, who we sadly lost this weekend, um, and that's Tim King, Timothy King. Um, A lot of people will know uh, Tim King. Um, He's been very supportive of of events and people that create and make and do things in the town and the and the county, um, he has run and organised the the cartoon festival for years, and very recently brought um, the Beatles to to Shrewsbury for the Beatles weekend. Um, I was lucky enough to work with with Tim a couple of times uh, whilst we've been doing the the biscuit, and I, I was really saddened to hear this tragic news um, because of how supportive and how kind he was to to us at the biscuit, You know, he's very, very supportive, loving guy. Uh, I want to send my commiserations and my love to his family and friends. He will be dearly missed. And I'm going to dedicate this episode to Tim. I hope his family don't mind. It's really late at night and it's the evening before we release this podcast. I thought I would do this. I, I felt it was the right thing to do. Um, he will be missed um, this episode is featuring begetty Um and I, as a lady I've been trying to get on the show for a while I um, <laughs> It was before the the uh, the lockdown happened. Me and her were talking about putting something together because of an exhibition she'd put on at the Shrewsbury Coffee House, and all this happened. And you know what happens? Um, uh, I've got to explain. Okay, um, about four minutes into this audio, it goes a bit weird because I lose a bit of connection. I keep facing these uh, these internet gremlins that keep coming and ruining my audio. It's driving me insane. But this is the world we live in right now. We have to adapt. Um, but <laughs> it clears up after a couple of minutes. I didn't want to take this bit of the conversation out of the show simply because I thought it was really nice what she was saying. Um, and uh, so just bear with it for a couple of minutes. It's, it's important that I left this into the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, quick note as well before we go into the episode. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be doing... Um, Shared Biscuits 2. I thought it was a real good success when we did Shared Biscuits uh, with Jane McKenzie last time. Uh, And this is a roll call. If you you have a poem or a piece of music that you've written uh, that's centred around addiction, uh, mental health, or even if it's just because uh, the lockdown has affected you and this is your way of dealing with it. Um, please please send in your your work to us uh, we'll feature it on the show and if you would like to come on the um the, uh, the this that episode and talk about addiction mental health if it's something you've uh, faced or someone something you do to help um professionally uh please get in touch we very much love to to hear from you anyway i'm gonna stop rambling um and here is our episode with Bogita zatman enjoy Welcome to the shrewsbury biscuit podcast i'm your host alex whiteley uh just me today the biscuiteers are all um doing their things but i am really happy today to be joined by a lady who i've been trying i wanted to get on the show for a while and i'm really good at it actually that we're doing this uh in the lockdown way via skype and not at biscuit studios because um i, I love this lady she's doing great things for across the town i'd like to welcome vegeta zootman thank you very much for joining us <laughs> I said that right, okay? I said your name, okay? Uh,
1: no, no, it's Bagita.
0: Oh, Bagita. Okay, sorry. I do apologise. Um, <laughs> I, I am a stickler for names because I get called Alex Whitley all the time, and uh, I know what it's like. So, uh, thank you for thank you, Birgitta for jo- joining us. How are you being? You've been very busy.
1: Yes, it's been a bit insane, really, uh, for lockdown. Uh, the first three weeks, I was really quiet, and then I got very bored. I needed to go out on my bike and to take photos. And after that, it kind of went a bit nuts.
0: <laughs> it did, it did. I mean, um, we you've done an amazing thing by bringing the community. I mean, Castlefields as a community have always been quite close anyway, haven't they? They've always done amazing things to try and show people that Shrewsbury's got a great community. And Yeah, uh, definitely. That mixed with you and your, your, your fine talent of photography uh, was a great way of just showing everybody that, look, uh, okay, things aren't normal. Um, you know, it's it's quite a scary time. Um, but we can all stick together, and that's what what you did, and I love that. That was brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> that's was really good. That was uh, that was that was really cool of you. Uh, so let's talk about um, we'll get back into that in a sec. Um, let's talk about you because I mean, you you came. You're not originally from Shrewsbury like myself. You come from um.
1: I um I was born in Holland and um I moved to England when I was seven. So I've been in Shropshire since I was seven and Shrewsbury since I was fourteen. Wow, and no, don't have an accent.
0: <laughs> I
1: lost it, uh, but I still speak fairly fluent Dutch, albeit with an English accent. So.
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so you've you've grown up in Shrewsbury. I mean, um, it's. it's I, I mean I I quite appreciate the fact that I come to Shrewsbury late on in life um, because I've kind of moved around Rex and Telford or other places, different places. But um, I I am gutted that I didn't grow up here because it's such a, a great town. Um, what's what Shrewsbury sort of taught you about the community and kind of because you, you're very passionate about about what you do.
1: I just I've made lifelong friendships here. Yeah. Um, and there's people that have been part of my family. Sort of the English family, if you like, that we made for ourselves when we moved here. So there are, you know, there's the one of the ladies that I photographed. Um, she used to babysit me when I was a kid. Um, another one of my neighbours. She was the first person I photographed their wedding. Uh, that was my first wedding. Uh, somebody else I photographed. That was the first um first paid job I ever did for photography. So yeah, you know, I I, I just like shooting. It's a very very nice place to to bring up children I've brought my boys up here um yeah. and I, I was speaking to somebody else today how people tend to always come back to Shrewsbury. Yeah. you might leave <laughs> but you always get drawn back and I just think it is it's a really lucky it's a beautiful part of Shropshire to
0: live mm, in yeah
1: um I like the fact that I can jump on my bike in 10-15 minutes be out in the countryside
2: yeah um,
0: yeah it's um I'm a Shropshire uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a Shropshire guy myself. I mean, I've, I'm from Telford uh, originally. Um, it's it is it's, it's a unique community in the fact that it's a good a good community if that makes sense. I mean, um, I've lived in places yeah. where I've never really valued. To be honest, I mean, if I'm going to be personally honest. Like, I don't ever think of Wrexham as uh, where I, you know, kind of grew up in my teens and stuff. I never think of that place as somewhere special to me. And that's not me being nasty to, to Wrexham. It's more of a, an homage to Shrewsbury, you know? Uh, that's kind of like, the uh, here is where I want to stay. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. So, your photography, is this something that you've already always done uh, for, uh, as a career? No, I, I find the, the photography completely
2: by accident. I mean, I, I grew up around photographs because. My grandfather' was always taking photos, and my mom was always taking photos, and quite often she'd have a dark room set up um in a house where wherever we were living. Um, my uncle's a photographer, so it, photos were always sort of part of my life in one way or another and obviously moving countries uh, the photographs that I had taken with my family when I go and visit or that my fa- my family would send to me whilst I was in England became very important um. I was studying textiles at university when I was in my mid-thirties, and um, I uh, had to buy cameras to take pictures of things to draw, for because I was doing this textile design course. So that's one of the first things I bought with my student loan, was my first DSLR Nikon camera. Wow. Um, I know. (laughs) But um, my son was diagnosed with um, autistic traits at the time, in my final year. And I was just finding the load of being a single parent and two kids and all these special needs appointments and uni, it was too much. So I made the decision to leave university, I was putting my kids first. Um, and I don't ever regret that decision. No. Um, and, um, but I carried on with my camera, so I would take photographs every day, all day. <laughs> it's kind of my solace, because when you're taking photographs, You are in that moment. You can't be anywhere else. So it's quite a peaceful place to be behind the lens.
0: Oh yeah, Um, that's not. And I,
2: I, yeah. So I've always watched. You know, my son jokes that I'm a stalker. (laughs) 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 Uh, I'm always watching for the connection between people. It's it's what I bring. I think to my photography when I work for clients. Um. I know the, the, the moments and the photographs that I would want to hold on to. You know, when I was, I, I used to go home once a year and spend time with my dad um, before he died um, and with my family. And the photographs that I would take them, I would spot the moments with relatives. Um, and so, yeah, I know what I'm looking for when I'm yeah. taking photographs of clients. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that's the that's moment that in years them, they'll want in their photo album. They might not know
0: it at the time, <laughs> but I know it. <laughs> um, that's really good. I mean, we're having a, a bad connection problem at the moment. I don't know what's going on. Let me, I'm really sorry about this. Um,
2: no, it's
0: okay. Uh, okay. Uh, we made conversation and my internet decided just to, uh, every single device in the building was just kind of like, oh, I'm in our place, it was just like, no. So, uh, where were we? We were talking about um, <laughs> your photography and how you like to take pictures for people um, um, knowing what you would like to capture yourself, that sort of empathy, that kind of, that's how you do things. Um, that's what you're just saying. Yeah. yeah
1: empathy is probably the right word actually. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Because being, I, I've lived my life away from my family always um, only seeing them once a year. Um, I know photographs of them are very very precious um and I'm really mean to some of my clients actually so they bring their kids into the studio or you know at weddings and quite often parents are like no 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 I don't want to be in the photo this is just for the kids and I tell them the story about my dad so um I moved to England when I was seven and my parents were separated divorced and so I grew up only seeing my dad once a year Um, I have a handful of photographs of my dad, um, and a handful of them of me and him together. Yeah. So they're very, very precious. Um, and actually he would have been 69 on Tuesday and every year I post the same few photographs because I don't have any more. So when I, my clients come in and then don't want to be in the photographs with their kids, I really mean, and I say to them, they're not for you, these photographs. They are for your children in the years to come. Yeah. Because they want to be in the, you to be in the photo with them. And they don't care what you look like. They don't care if your hair is a mess or if you're in your pyjamas. Be in the photo with your children because they will treasure them in years to come. I know I wish I had more pictures of me and my dad together. So, yeah. Well,
0: that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> and it, it's true. I mean, I, I, when I moved from Wrexham to, to Telford, I lost everything. I mean, I, there's, a, there's a handful of photos of when we were kids. Um, I mean, when I used to look at the pictures of when we were kids anyway, I always used to be like, did you not have a camera when I was born? Because I'm a second born, you know. So there's like a million pictures of my older brother, Sam, and there's like five of me. There's more than that. But you know what I mean? Um and, and yeah, I, I I lost everything. I lost my my R from school. I lost all my cadets stuff when I was in cadets. My pictures from when I was a kid, and if I had them now, I'm the same as you. I've got like a handful of like like pictures that I will share now yeah. and again. Um, it, it, it is important because you, you you forget, don't you? With with social media, Facebook, Instagram, all these things that pictures are important, aren't they? You know. Yes.
1: Them, print them. That's the other thing I would say. (laughs) I say to my clients, you know, I can get them printed for you, obviously. But you know, if you don't use me, that's fine. Just make sure you print them, print them, and put them somewhere safe. Yeah, (laughs) because they change so fast, and you know, the compatibility changes, and USBs have a certain life time of, of use that you can you know there's a limited time that you can yeah. access those pictures on the usb or so yes print them because our devices will not always be compatible with the technology that we've got
0: yeah i mean like today this morning uh, me and my, my my boy decided to wake up at five o'clock this morning and he lay on my chest and we were going through like Facebook, you know, the memories. We press the memories and it comes back all the pictures of this day, last year, the year before. And we were looking at videos of him like stumbling around, watching CBeebies when he was a baby, all those sort of things. They're nice memories, but uh, yeah, there's nothing better than like sitting down with a family and going through an old photo album and turning over those pages, you know um it's something yeah. really sentimental about that and i appreciate that and i'm guilty for that as well and there was a there's a certain stage in my life when i've i guess i've stopped printing off pictures we've we got the odd ones i mean my wife likes bare walls you know <laughs> she likes too many pictures and she's like nope too many pictures uh so there's we have to like pick the pictures that we want to print off to put on the wall uh, and then photo albums, I guess we, we always get photo albums when we go on holidays and things like that, but they go on a a bookcase and you only get them out now and again, don't you? But I think it's, we should go back to that. I think you're absolutely right. Sorry. Yeah.
1: They had a huge Walnut, like big wall units, floor to ceiling, telly in the middle and all the bottom was full of photo albums from our family all the way from the late 1800s wow um up until the year they died so 1994 um and it, my favorite thing every year when i went home was to go th- sit on the floor and go through all these albums and see what new ones were there as well i miss that i miss, yeah. miss my grandparents yeah so, um, um yes print your
0: photos. print your photographs It's important um and do you know what um there's there's we've this year with this year we've had some very photographable moments, uh, bad ones, I'd say, mainly. Um, it's been quite a bad year. But, I mean, as far as um, don- documenting these things, the floods, uh, what's going on with the communities, of castle with the uh, the lockdown, um, you- you've um, been brilliant. And there's a lot of people on Shrewsbury as well that will-, will go out and take pictures and things like that, you know, of what's going on. And what's that been like for you? Yeah. Uh,
1: it's been... An overwhelmingly positive experience, um, positive even. Uh, when the lockdown first happened, about a week before lockdown, I did close my studio. Um, I, in the studio, I photographed mostly newborns and families. So with everything going on, I didn't feel comfortable and I was getting cancellation. So it just felt like the sensible thing to do. Um, and I was home initially and somebody at the beginning of lockdown did send me an article about a lady in America who was doing... Doorstop, um, doorstep photographs, but there was quite a negative backlash in America against this photographer, and it was really very vicious. Um,
0: Why? So like, what yeah, was the backlash? Yeah. What was the backlash about?
1: Um, social distancing and whether or not the this a photographer should be out doing the these photographs uh. at this time, you know. Um, but it's also very different in America. I think this lady was. Some of them have been charging, and some of them haven't. But in America, they don't have the financial backup that we do have in this country. Yeah. So, you know, if you're not working, you're not earning, you know. So, but it was really quite harsh um, and I was admittedly a bit afraid of that. Yeah. I have had a tiny, tiny little bit of it, but it's been an overwhelmingly ex- uh, positive experience. So, I've I, i I've been home for three weeks. I, I'm not ashamed to admit I struggle with my mental health, so... I was recently diagnosed with ADHD yeah, um, and I'm coming to terms with how that affects my working life, my home life. Um, and I have struggled with um, depression and anxiety and going out on my bike and taking photographs has always been sort of the solace. It's been helpful for me to be in the moment rather than focusing on what is going on in my head Um and so after three weeks of the lockdown, I decided, right, I need to get out on my bike. Come on. Um, and it was a beautiful Easter Saturday and I went through the quarry. Me and Katie Rink, the editor of the, my shoes, have Show been trying tea. to get together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's a Sullivan. She's great.
1: She's, super. She's lovely. She's very supportive of all that I do. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we've been trying to have a meeting for weeks and weeks and weeks and, yeah, lockdown, I bump into her in the quarry and I was like, oh, right, your family all together. Let me take your family portraits. I have a zoom lens on my camera, so I don't need to get near anybody. Um, And um, yeah, on the way home, um, I live in a lovely street in Castlefields where I have lots of friends and neighbours. It was a sunny day, so people were out on their doorsteps. So I stopped and chatted and knowing again that these are photographs people would want to look back on i i asked if i could take their portraits and then i did post on my facebook page i sometimes worry that i don't have a professional enough veneer my photography page but um if you work with me or if i work with you um then that's still how i am (laughs) i'm quite quite an open person heart on my sleeve and um so I figure I'm just going to be who I am on my page my business page, as as much as anything else so I was open about it you know struggling with being locked down and everything and I shared the photographs and then Katie shared them on my shoesbury and then it all kind of went a bit nuts
0: (laughs) yeah I mean we were Um, we were talking about it um a couple of weeks ago weren't we uh I I was saying to you like about the About the biscuit and how how I tend to operate things. Sometimes I mean I'm quite open about it as well. I mean, um, are you still there?
1: I had to. Sorry, my uh, I had Katie Rink trying to phone me.
0: (laughs) Bless her.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, K- K- Katie. You're gonna have to wait your turn. I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I was. I, I was. Um, I was. I was. I'm very open about about my anxiety and the way thing I work things, and and with the biscuit, I kind of do like three weeks solid work make things create things and then a week of just panic <laughs> because I'll, I'll just put so much together and the last week i'll just be like oh i don't want to i don't want to do this Ah, oh, this is hard there's so much going on uh, and it's because i've put so much positive work in in, in the in the background in, in the weeks before and now there's so much coming on to me in the last week and it, it, yeah it gets a bit overwhelming sometimes
1: i do that I kinda of go hell for leather and do everything, do it all. I want to do it all and then i and then suddenly it's like, oh God. <laughs> but I, you know, I I get very passionate about what I do. I love I love the, the the photography. And because it did take off so quick, I I realised it was also an opportunity to to do some good with it as well. Yeah. Um initially I was getting lots of people asking me if I would do it. And I, I, I didn't want to charge for it because it's, it doesn't feel like a, and it didn't feel appropriate. Nah. Quite simply. <laughs> no. Well, there's a lot it of people struggling, I've...
0: isn't there? There's a lot of people struggling, not in work at the moment, but I think, yeah. I think with you, um, you know, I'm building blocks up now about, about you know, understanding you is like about the empathy and about how important it is, you know, to to display what's going on right now because people are going to be talking about this for decades, right? um this yeah and and so like showing how how shoes became together how they all you know uh linked arms and, and well not literally uh social distancing folks uh but <laughs> 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 metaphorically speaking again okay, uh that's that's the kind of image i'm getting of you. you you did this for the good you know
1: yeah i um you know photography is uh quite often still a, a luxury Item, it's a luxury product. I didn't set out to record history as it as it it's come back to me. Um I just I just love taking photographs. I'm, I'm a very peopley person. Um and what I was getting feedback was was how much these photographs mean. Um so the people, uh, you know, there's people, one family, daughter lives in, here in Castlefield, she's pregnant, she can't share the joy of it. The same she would be yeah. with her parents. So I took her photograph and then I cycled across to the other side of Shoesbury and took her parents' photographs. <laughs> so now they can, um, uh, yeah, so now they can have Next. pictures of each other um, and feel a little bit connected. Yeah. Um, That's And nice. then, yeah, the, the Food Bank is a charity that I, I like to support uh, as often as possible um, when I can. Um, <laughs> 17 years ago, When I was first a single parent, I had a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And we were on the vulnerable list at the time because I'd had a very severe postnatal depression. Um, And I'd been put on that list. And I came home at Christmas. It was dark. It was raining. And I had a food parcel on my doorstep from the Barnardo's, who have now become the the Shusby Food Bank. Um, And I've never forgotten that. I cried my eyes out. There was a tin of spam in there. (laughs) Um, I don't think read the spam, but I just remember feeling ha- how nice it felt to not be alone, that there was somebody out there that cared and then to have this food parcel. so I've never forgotten that and I've always felt very strongly about um uh, uh, it's my religion, if you like, pay it forward. so if yeah. you have good fortune paid to you, then you pay it forward to somebody else and it doesn't have to be like a grand gesture or anything. You know, it can be holding the door open for somebody. It can be giving somebody a smile or buying a coffee. Um, and if you can, if you can manage the grand gestures, fantastic. But yeah, yeah it's not about that.
0: That's so, beautiful. Yeah. I love that so much because it, it is true, isn't it? You know, you people forget that um, even the most successful people in the world struggle. You know, uh, and I've had to ask ask for help. You know, so it's it's important that we all do that. We all, um, uh, you know, offer help for people in times of need. And um, that's really nice that you did the food bank. I mean, um, they helped you. So you helped them. I mean, my wife picked up something from, um, uh, it was, it was a helmet um, for, for Timmy. Cause he was learning to ride his bike. Uh, it was really cute. Um, so she picked up this, this little this cute duck helmet. And uh, at the moment we're in a, a very weird situation. Uh, we, we're not homeless. We're not like, we've got a roof over our heads, but we're technically homeless because we're in between properties and in between, The in-between properties, COVID-19 hit up and they couldn't finish the bits they needed for us to move into our new place, right? So we're in a really weird, odd situation, house limo, right? Uh, My wife was explaining this to the lady she was buying the the helmet off. And when she picked up um, the helmet, she had a whip around with, you know, told some of her friends about what we were going through. And there's like a bag of like books and toys and stuff for Timmy. You know, and I was oh. just like, "That's beautiful." <laughs> and it he made my wife cry. I was like, "That's just amazing." Like books for him to to learn maths and stuff. While, he, ah, beautiful. Um, it's really nice. Yeah,
1: you know, and I think that's the, the one thing is is that the media does give us so much of all the awful stuff that's going on, um, and how cruel people can be, and how unkind people can be but generally actually people are really good people yeah. are kind and it can be easy to forget that so yeah, yeah. it's, I, um, it's actually quite a beautiful thing out there <laughs> 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 that's how I try thinking anyway
0: <laughs> but that's what that's what drew, drew me to to want to get you on, I mean I've been wanting to get you on the show for a while since we were speaking about your um your uh, exhibition in the in the Shrewsbury coffee house you know we were talking about that um, yeah, um, ladies are grey. yeah ladies are great we'll talk about that in a sec we'll, we'll we'll um because it was the the positive press from what you did we're talking about the press have been quite irresponsible at the moment um there's lots of negative going on but yet the sun decided to, to to take your pictures and do something positive and that had shrewsbury's name on it and i loved that that was amazing
1: uh, thanks <laughs> <laughs> i
2: didn't really- but this
0: No, I'm not going to compliments. you Someone's like, "Oh, your show's amazing." I'm like, "Cheers, buddy." Uh, but, <laughs> no, I, that's what drew me to it though. Is is I was like, "Wow, finally some negativity uh, some sorry. No, that's right again. Finally some positivity. I mean, we have always got negativity when it's suppress. Um and it was, it was Shrewsbury and you illustrated the town in a great way so that's fantastic now the, the the ladies in grey uh, exhibition what was the what was the, uh, the the idea behind that
1: um, well um, before christmas i'd been um, out with my mom and we had a, a mother daughter day and i took her i managed to persuade her to come into the studio for Me <laughs> and um, I managed to persuade her to put on this white dress and let me take her portraits again. It's this thing, you know, of I don't have many photographs of my dad. Um, I wanted to have a nice photograph to, of my mom to remember her by, you know, <laughs> not to be morbid, but I, you know, photographs are really important. Yes. So, um, yeah, yeah. because I've got a studio now, um, and I've, I'm self taught. And it just seemed nice. I wanted to take my mother's portrait and she was wearing this white dress and it came out beautiful. And I just thought, you know what? I noticed how grey and white her hair had become. And I just thought that's something that needs celebrating as well. You know, I I like to use my photography for um, positive things as much as possible. So I did a a body positivity shoot last year with some teenagers. I've done the ladies of grey and the doorstep portraits. Yeah it's a it's a really powerful tool at times and i just wanted to celebrate women going gray you know it's uh you chaps you become silver foxes don't you <laughs> You do.
0: I, I, but I, the thing is there's something really deep there though i mean it's not like um oh yeah you, your hair's gone gray let's take pictures of it you know that's not what you were saying at all but i'm saying like the the aspect of embracing embracing the changes that your body goes through when you're becoming older like for me I mean I've got no hair right I have to well I have to bick my head because otherwise I've got a hairline the same shape as Europe right um <laughs> and it took me a while to embrace that to be like okay I've, I'm, I'm bold that's it I mean let's just just live it you know that was a real because uh, young guys aren't bold right then that's just, just one of the things Um, so to empower women, um, to, to embrace that, you know, girl, you're sexy. It doesn't matter if your hair's gray or not. Like you just flaunt that, you know, be strong, be who you are and be proud of what you got because, yeah. uh, Yeah.
1: Helen Mirren looks amazing. Oh. She's, you know, she's one of my, my idols, and Judy Dench. And uh, obviously, I, I don't, yes, embrace my grey. I've, I've got red hair that I've dyed red for twenty odd years, but it's because I like being a redhead, and I don't have enough grey yet for it to. But I can't wait to have, yeah, long grey hair.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my, my, uh, my you suck crew, uh, my other, my other show. There uh, one of them was poking fun at my beard because i got like grey in my beard now, and I'm like, oh, that's uh, that's distinguished, you know. I'm, uh, I've, you know, I've been there. I've, 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 I've you know, walked this with wor- this earth, and I've, I've got a bit of experience. That's all it means. Shh, leave me alone. <laughs> you know, back in the day, I used to have like a tortoise shell beard. I got a little bit of ginger because I'm Irish, and then bits of grey and dark as well. So yeah, tortoise shell beard. Yeah, who else can say that? hey um, <laughs> um so yeah the your features in the sun um and then you've just come back from the the prince rupert is that right am i are We had to talk about that
1: yeah so um katie rink from my shoes which has written an article um because we want to highlight you know the the human humanity the, those side of things um and the, the prince rupert's housing all of the the shoesbury rough sleepers um has also brought up lots of questions about if we can do this in lockdown why can't we do it out of lockdown yeah i know it's not quite a complex issue um but yeah so we we went and had a chat and wanted to meet some of the guys and i wanted to (laughs) photograph them um as who they are you know as individuals not as rough sleepers not as homeless people not as homeless men as individuals who um, have stories and have uh, things that they like and things that they miss and things that they need. So um, it was really nice. It was humbling. And I can't deny I get a bit choked up about it because, you know, I'm very lucky where I am and in the position that I'm in. Sorry, I've got all choked up now. Yeah, that's fine. Um,
0: Well, I mean – I remember, I remember I went to um, the, the football ground uh, a while ago to to um, celebrate, um, you know, uh, Shrewsbury Town, the community, and what they were doing by letting the, the homeless community use their 4G pitches and just having to run around and play football. Okay, it was a big press day. I turned up and yeah. um, I was speaking to the one guy and he was like... Um, yeah, there's, there's just lots of press. There's lots of people taking pictures of us, and you know we don't want to feel like we're like a commodity or we're like, oh, look what we're doing, and you know, I, I, and parading us around in front of the press. And I, I, again, like what, it, that choked me up as well because I, I was kind of like, he's got a, he's got a valid point. You know, it's it's, uh, it's it's about oh, look what we're doing. Look at us. We're amazing. Look at the charity we've got. And that's not what they're trying to do at all. But that's how they feel because. Um, you know they don't want to be used as some sort of a, a, as a tool for the press, but at the same time there is the humanitarian thing there that people are actually doing kind things, and it does need to be talked about. You know, um,
1: I think for me it's also really important to humanise them because for a lot of people who are sleeping on the streets, they are dehumanised. You know they lose their identity, and people walk past them and don't pay any attention. And, you know, I know there's lots of negative sides and I know, you know, I can't deny it. There are times when I have crossed the streets because I don't know if I'm safe because sometimes there are obviously there's drugs and alcohol involved. But, you know, in general, um, I did it sometime before Christmas. I went out and spent a couple of hours out just chatting, really. And quite often that's all they want. They want to be recognised. They want to be seen. They want somebody to acknowledge their existence and talk to them as a human fellow human being yes, we are all and there's a great many of us that are really only in pay packet away from being on the streets ourselves I'm very lucky I've never been homeless I spent maybe three or four months sofa surfing when I was about 19 but that's as close as I've come but yeah it's precarious and it's scary and you know, yeah, I think chatting so, to them today. Really. I, I think
0: what's happened um, in Shrewsbury with the Prince Rupert is is something special. Uh, I, I just don't know what it is, man. I, I mean, I guess it's because we're we're super localised at the moment. Nobody's going out and excuse me when we look at the local press, we're not looking at other people's local press to see what's going on in other towns. But it seems to me there's lots of like real positive. I need mean, swollen. And really positive stuff going on in Shrewsbury at the moment. It's just nice. It really is nice. um yeah, uh, and
1: donated clothes and food for the guys um in the in the Prince Rupert and and what Mike and Charlie at the Prince Rupert have done is amazing it's not you know they could be at home (laughs) lots of people said oh they're doing it for their business but let's face it they could be at home and they're not um I was chatting with Charlie today and she's at the hotel 24-7 so she's not with her family she's staying in a room there and she isn't really ever off duty um, because she does, she cooks all the meals in the evening. So don't have chef there at the moment. It's Charlie doing it all. Mm. And, and Mike is also staying at the hotel. Um, and so it is, you know, it's not about, you know, Oh, look at us. But I was very concerned that the photographs that I took weren't exploited. It was really important to me that the guys like their photographs as well. Yeah. Um, um, and let you see who they are great guy called Shaggy who's a huge Shoes fan, always wearing his Shoes fan uh, hat um, and the guys that I was talking to today I asked them if there was anything that they needed um, and you know it, it, he said "Oh, anything anything to do with Shoes football club any books about it I'd really like another guy would really like some clippers and another guy would like some books to read and another one wanted a Haynes manual about a particular motor group <laughs> 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 so I have I have ordered this Haynes manual for him so that he can have that to read and I've sorted out some secondhand books and I've ordered um, some art stuff for them so I'm going to go back and take them these bits and pieces because you know we're at home and we're bored uh, and and they don't have all the, they've got physical comforts you know bed and food and stuff but they haven't got homely comforts so they're they're quite bored too. Yeah. So yeah. I think no, no less deserving than any of us of having things for recreational
0: exactly. fun. Exactly. Uh, and nice I, I worry about the, the, <laughs> the fallout from all this, you know, like when everything, you know, air quotations, goes back to normal. I don't think it's ever going to be the same again. I think it's going to be certain changes forever. Um, but like, you know, it's the, uh, when it's uh, time for, but them to not be there anymore what we're we going to do and you're right you bring up the valid point why can't we do this all the time you know why, why can't we
1: yeah I had, a, I had a brief chat with with mike and charlie about that too and it is it is something that they are already talking about now about how they can help these uh chaps and um, support them afterwards they've got a council actually at the hotel um and the arc. And their support team, so they're looking to see whether or not that is something they can do afterwards as well, sort of as a regular thing. Having all these people in one place together, um, I'm hoping that I'm, I'm going to have a, some further chats with the art to see if there is some sort something we can do to support these guys, because obviously they're they're getting fed now and they're getting support. If there isn't something we can do to continue that afterwards, yeah. Um, the Flaxmill have very kindly offered me the dye house for two weeks um, to have an exhibition of the doorstep portraits. Um, I've taken some of these portraits today, and my favourite doorstep photograph, to be honest, is, is you know Mike and Charlie and the guys at the front of the Prince Rupert. So I want to put something at, in at the Flaxmill about them, and I don't know, maybe there's some sort of, I don't know, a fund or something something could be done i mean there's been sorry I'm making it all political now no 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 <laughs> there's been lots of research done which has demonstrated without doubt that um if you support people when they become homeless and take care of them then because that's one thing people are always concerned about isn't it all the cost of things their their cost on councils and governments and things like that is actually a lot less than if we allow them to be homeless and all the costs of those things so, you know, police
0: and all that kind of thing. So we're, we're far better off just taking care of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. No, that was, that was beautiful. I was just enjoying listening yeah. to that. Um, the community, I feel like that's that's been that's been the main, I mean, like, we got the minority, haven't we? The minority of people that have gone out there, I mean, and uh, not listened to rules and, and uh, you know, been quite negative through this. But overall, I think um making sure people are okay like i mean uh captain tom for example captain tom has been tom moore has been one of the one of the voices i've have, have made people just appreciate um people's efforts haven't they and like i've seen so many people um i mentioned it on last week's show my friend ashley wildin it, he made a hundred pound for the nhs just playing resident evil on his playstation you know <laughs> silly little things like and I, I i i mean i felt like doing something for um to try and raise money, but uh, my anxiety tells me that I can't do that, there's nothing I could do. Uh, what, 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 what am I going to do? I like, think you know,
1: <laughs> the thing is, though, I, I think your radio show already does your podcast. You know, you were talking with the High Sheriff last week, and yeah. you've offered to support them by raising awareness. So, I don't think that you're not doing nothing. Oh, I think your you. contribution is just as valid as everybody else's.
0: Oh, thank you, so, I appreciate that. We like to give people a voice.
1: Yeah, it's not always about raising money it's about you know raising awareness it's about talking bringing up the conversations and that, like you said there are so many positive things happening in issues and, and they are the things that we need to be focusing on because you know that it's not all bad out there mm. um we're having a bad day <laughs> it's not a bad life
0: <laughs> oh that's beautiful I'm- i like that that's brilliant. Um, I mean, um, there is an example, actually. It's just um, uh, Mark Fielden who does Chords Crush Cancer. Um, he's a great guy. Um, he's released a Hashtag Together CD. Um, it's um, lots of independent artists that have released independent music, and they've put it on a CD, and they're using it to try and raise money for the NHS. That's been released today. Uh, make sure you have a look at um, Hashtag Together on uh on Facebook so Rainbow Flag with the NHS there for you. Um we'll put a link on our message board. Um yeah it, it's amazing examples. Um uh and then there's the uh, the support shoes have you seen this thing the uh, the virtual marketplace that they're putting together
1: I've applied to go on it
0: <laughs> yeah good so yeah i yeah follow- no I think that's the
1: lovely idea um, I,
0: I think it's know, brilliant, you- brilliant. Get independent artists, uh, artists, uh, pff, artists, photographers, uh, traders. Get everybody in the same place uh, where you can where you can order your your goods and, your, and the bits that you need, and get them delivered to your door. Keep businesses going. I think it's great. I mean, I, I really want to get someone in uh, from the bid or a trader that's t- taking part in all this, and I want to find out more on the show about that because it's it's a it's a local initiative. Um, again, yeah. showing how great. Uh, yeah. Brilliant
1: idea. I mean, I've been trying to support a couple of independent businesses. A big shout out to Tom at the, the Bull's Head by the station. I've had fantastic Sunday dinners there as a treat. Um, and Laura from the, the Raven bookshop in the Shoesbury Market. Every Wednesday I get paperback de- de- deliveries from her. So that's, that's amazing. I like that as well. Yeah. So yeah, there's lots of people doing it's, – it's finding new ways to work. I will have to find – New ways to work soon, because uh, obviously I've not had the studio open and weddings being cancelled. So I am considering, as the government reviews sort of social distancing rules, and I need to know how people feel about it. Really, the doorstep portraits have been a huge success, and I've loved doing them. Um, that's coming to an end now. Never raised over, I think it's eleven hundred pounds now for the food bank.
0: Well done. Um, well done you. <laughs>
1: That's blown me away. I said so I I put a target of two hundred pounds, um, but yeah, I it's um I like seeing how people are becoming inventive and finding new ways to work, like seasons, doing their cook along things, and you know, um, obviously there's still the allotment, doing their veg, and the market is still open for their food and. Um, the fresh produce, so I think, it's, it's, it's lovely um,
0: gin different as well i think they're going to start delivering bottles of gin if you want any gin uh, so i think that there's, there's something going on there
1: that's another one actually i don't know if you're a beer geek but for you beer geeks out there the tap and can are doing home deliveries of fantastic beers i ordered one for my chap the other day um and i even because we have to social distance now my chap and i we don't live together so i ordered him a box of beer and then you can order a beer glass as well. So I asked them, I sent them a message, can you write this note for me, please, for my chap? <laughs> and they stuck it in the beer glass and then off it went. So, um, yeah, so a fantastic range of beers from the Tap and Can.
0: We'll have to speak to so, them. I like that- my beer. <laughs> we'll have to have a word.
1: Definitely speak to Rachel and Andy at the Tap and Can. They're a lovely couple that opened a really great bar just before the lockdown. I really hope they make it through.
0: I'm writing uh, it down. Yeah. I'm, I'm writing it down because uh, I like to support local <laughs> businesses.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's no, no, true. I, that's what I, th- I do love around about Shoesbury is that there's lots of local businesses and they are quite the community, um, you know, trying to support each other. I certainly try my best, whether it's tagging them in something that I've liked or sharing something that they're doing or taking photographs. Um And that is what Shrewsbury is about. We are a small town, but with a a good community and there's lots of positivity out there. And I wouldn't want to live anywhere else.
0: Nice. Shrewsbury town. Small town, big heart. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, Small town, big heart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was on the Shrewsbury biscuit first, guys. Uh, I've got that one. I'm sorry. Uh, You've been an amazing guest and I love everything you do. Uh, And, you you know... (laughs) i've been aware of you for a while because of like uh instagram and stuff from when we first started and um i'm really glad that you people are aware of not just your talents but your heart as well because you do have um an amazing talent but you also have that that um that that give back um I'm trying to think of the words without, you know, I'm trying to, there's only so many words you can use to explain someone that's got community at their heart and that's what you are, you know, and you do great things. So on behalf of everyone from Shrewsbury, I want to say thank you, you know?
1: Oh, <laughs> thank you. I, I, I feel very lucky in my life and I've been looked after by other people when I've had <clears throat> tough times. And so I know how it feels to be there. And so every opportunity that I have to help somebody else, then I will take it
0: because oh, I know what it means. That's beautiful. Um, where? Um, uh, no, that's that's great. That's great. I mean, tell people where they can find you. Are, are you selling vouchers uh, for when things go back to normal? Because I know some people are.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, you can find me on Facebook. That's where I am. Uh, Begita Zaitman Photography. I thought about changing my name, but you know, I am the only Begita Zaitman in the whole of England. So you know. <laughs> you just have to learn how to spell my name I've always done these vouchers and they, there's not an expiry date on them so people can get in touch um, the doorstep portraits I am fully booked I'm afraid and they are coming to an end because I do still have work of my own that I'm supposed to be doing um, but you can still always find the Just Giving page on my Facebook page and donate if you'd like to um, and yeah towards the summer, if you know what I've loved about the portraits is that I've discovered my first love of 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 outside portraiture again. Um I started off doing street photography um as a hobby and um I really enjoy being with people in an environment that isn't the studio. I like my student work, but so yeah if it comes to a point where um we're allowed to be out a little bit more in like social bubbles then i'd love to do outdoor family portraiture you know i've got a zoom lens i can be way more than two, 3 2 or 3 meters away from you um and i'd love to capture families out and out, out and about in the in the fresh air
0: <laughs> fantastic i love that i love that this is um you know inspired you again you know i love that i mean there's um there's been certain things that's happened to me recently that whereas it's been it's not been a chore doing podcasts because I love doing what I'm doing, all right? But it's been hard trying to adapt, okay? It's been, not been the easiest uh, transition at all. Um, but, I mean, I did a, a podcast last week with a guy called uh, Jerry Rocha, very, very funny comedian. Um, and that podcast, that one podcast, absolutely just filled me with so much joy. I'm full of ambition again. And I just want to like, oh, we can do this and this and I can do this. It's nice to have that inspiration. So now that feels, that's nice.
1: Obviously, lockdown is finished, I will have to come and visit and take your portrait. Yes. And um, as I mentioned before, I think what you're doing is lovely, oh. and I'd like to pay it forward and give you and your family um, a photo shoot after lockdown.
0: Oh, that means so much. Thank you ben. so much. Thank you, I really appreciate that. And yes, when things when we got biscuit studios up and running again, or wherever whatever's going to be happening, we'll get you in the studio and we'll we'll help you. And this is what I want to say as well before we sign off from this is um, when when things do start trickling back open again and things come back to normal, we're going to make it our absolute mission to try and help local communities, uh, local um, businesses, uh, and whoever's doing local things. Um, I mean, I've repurposed our Facebook group into a message board so that um, um, local businesses, um, uh, if you've got an event or if you've got like, say, an exhibition like you do in Birgitta, like things like that, um, throw it on our message board um, because we've got to try and help each other. uh, And we're going to be looking at getting in lots of local businesses and things to try and talk about what they're doing, uh, how they're moving forward, how they're adapting, et cetera, et cetera. That's going to be our main focus. You know, it's important, I think.
1: Well, um, what I'd like to do is I'd, I'd quite like to support sort of small business communities and um, I'm going to have I've got to work it out yet, but I would like to come up with um, a special offer for businesses that have been hit hard. So all of them. Um, and I will have a special offer on to do sort of branding photos or, you know, providing those photos they need to get back up and running um at a special discounted rate so that we can all get back to where we need to be <laughs> yeah after lockdown
0: well done you well done um guys i've got a few websites for you to check out um make sure you go to www.justgiven.com forward slash songs for our frontline heroes that's the cd from mark field and the hashtag together and also check out www.supportshrewsbury.com dot co dot uk and that's the going to be the the virtual marketplace um where you can um support local local businesses um i have lost connection oh she's back she's back she's back um (laughs) is there anybody you want to give a shout out before we go um is there anything you want to add before we finish this uh
1: no just be kind be kind (laughs) go to my facebook page find my giving page and. let's help get the food bank to no more pennies.
0: <laughs> yes. Donate to food bank. It's a, it's a great, I mean, yeah, I can't personally say why I like food bank, the food banks and stuff, but yeah, I do. I appreciate them. Um, and yeah, thank you very, very, very much, uh, for coming on. You've been a great guest. Um, listeners, make sure you check out our, uh, website, which is uh, www.theshrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk, uh, you can listen to our audio directly from our website. Excuse me, <coughs> Frog in my throat. Um, that website is made by our friends at Web Orchard. Uh, we love those guys. If you need a website uh, when you're coming out of the uh, out of your caves, uh, make sure you give them a shout out. Uh, and also, I want to say uh, we're doing shared biscuits again in about two weeks. So if you are a poet, if you are a musician, and you're suffering, you've suffered from addiction. Um, from mental health issues or this lockdown has affected you in a certain way and you've written a poem or a piece of music or a song and you'd like to come and share it with us on Shared Biscuits, please get in touch. Uh, our email is uh, gmail.com and we will definitely have a conversation about getting you on the show. Thank you very much. Uh, this has been a great show and we will catch you next week. Thank you, Bigita. Thank you. <laughs>
1: You're welcome.